0: Civic Circle is a youth-led podcast by the Bucks County Beacon, tackling politics and policy from a Gen Z lens. I'm your co-host, Sarah.
1: I'm Mallory. And I'm Alexandra. And we're all students from Bucks County, Pennsylvania, chatting about activism, advocacy, and all the political happenings affecting our generation today.
2: We're focusing on PA politics I want to serve as a call to action for all young people to get involved in the civic process and demand change.
0: Happy holidays and welcome back to the Civic Circle. We hope you all are doing well. With 2023 coming to a close, we wanted to wrap up by talking about one of the biggest issues of this year, labor rights. There's been a massive rise in worker organizing over the past few years, especially among young people. And we wanted to take this episode to discuss what's been happening.
2: Through this episode, we're going to tackle a broad scope of labor organizing and terminology for those who are unfamiliar. Uh, I know, especially for young people, since we've never really been formally introduced to what unions are in school, um, we might want to take some time to really focus on it. So some people may know let's go, some stuff that's going on nationally, like Starbucks for, I think, a couple of years now. They've really been organizing. I don't know if you guys are familiar with what's been happening, but I do remember a couple of years ago, like Bernie being one of the big components of it and going across the country.
0: Yeah. Yeah, big, I
2: remember that. Yeah, I was a big fan. Um, and it's still going on now. And then I think most recently this summer with SAG-AFTRA, uh, we've seen... Uh, strike that's been happening with the writing and with a lot of production going on in shows. That's been one of the largest union-based things going on um, nationally. But to speak about something more local, uh, Temple University, the school I go to, is currently going through some things with their unions. Um, and we have an interview with Adrian Van Forest who's with Temple's undergrad workers union. And we're going to discuss how young people can mobilize and gain bargaining power.
1: So before we jump into this, let's um, kind of provide an overview and go over some basic terms. So a union is an organization that is formed by workers where union leaders meet with employers um, to kind of negotiate better working conditions and promote union interests in the workplace. They look for things like higher wages, safer working conditions, job security, et cetera. And so unions also provide support and resources to their employees and with a rise in union organizing over the past few years um, and this past summer being deemed hot labor summer, which I think is absolutely amazing. It's critical for us young people as we move into the workforce to kind of understand what organizing is and why unions really best represent worker interests. For sure. And, you know, we love hot labor summer. One of the largest components of labor organizing is
0: striking. Strikes are organized work stoppages as a form of protest that pressures the employer to better working conditions or to meet a contract presented by union leaders, often through bargaining, which we'll clarify in a second. Strikes can take the form of a walkout from work for only a day or weeks-long organized protests. Collective bargaining is a function where unions negotiate contracts with employers to determine terms of employment. Reaching a mutually acceptable contract can often take a long amount of time and mediation.
1: So for instance, um, Starbucks Workers United is the collective of Starbucks partners across the United States who are organizing workplaces, um, and this is with the support of another organization called Workers United Upstate. So since its formation in 2021 and as of June 2023, Workers United has organized more than 360 Starbucks stores, and um, those stores employ more than 9,000 employees, which is absolutely amazing. They've consistently been calling for Starbucks to ratify labor contracts that would set conditions, you know, at the workplace. It would help with things like fair pay, um, fair benefits, um, and kind of deal with regulation of staffing levels. However, Starbucks management has been accused of union busting, which we know is illegal and really has refused to meet workers' demands.
2: However, Workers United has held firm and we support all that they've been doing. Um, so let's talk about picket lines now. So picket lines are physical or virtual barriers around a workplace or at a specific location. For instance, uh, strike at a grocery store that's been a, that has a physical picket line outside, Crossing that picket line, entering the grocery store would be a sign of disrespect and a stand against solidarity with the workers. Another example would be a journalism company, basically asking people to not cross a virtual picket line by engaging with online content. Picketing is a constitutionally protected right in many countries, but there are specific legal regulations regarding picket lines.
0: Yeah, so one picket line a few days ago was the Washington Post. Um, So they have a union called the Post Guild, and they walked out for 24 hours on December 7th. The Post Guild has been trying to negotiate a fair contract with the Washington Post management for 18 months. And on December 7th, they asked people not to engage with the Washington Post at all. That includes not purchasing physical newspapers, but also not engaging with online news stories, podcasts, videos and games.
1: To go over some more basic terms, Um, scabs are individuals who continue working or fill in for striking employees during a labor strike. Um, And they're usually not part of the union. And because of this, it's very uh, a very contentious issue, basically because scabs undermine the effectiveness of a strike and the bargaining power of the union.
0: Yeah, do not be a scab. It sucks to have people take away from such important movements.
2: Definitely. And um, on to another or we can really focus on is right to work laws, or RTW. Um, There are state-level statutes in the U.S. that govern labor relations, concerning mostly union membership and payment of union dues and fees. Uh, These are controversial, as proponents argue that they protect workers' freedom of association and choice, which prevents compulsory unionization.
0: However, progressives, and where we stand, argue that these laws reduce financial resources and make it a lot harder for unions to negotiate strong contracts and represent workers effectively. We saw Michigan repeal right-to-work legislation earlier this year, which was a huge win, and it was the first state in decades to do that.
1: There also have been um, a few wins this year from successful strikes, which is very exciting. For instance, um, SAG-AFTRA is a union of 160K professional actors, dancers, DJs, writers, program hosts, singers, really all different type of entertainers in the industry. They were founded in 2012 and their goal was basically raising the industry standards, making sure that they had fair residuals. Um, You know, they were negotiating contracts, trying to foster community and diversity and also, you know, try to help with like career resources and that kind of thing. This year they went on their highly publicized strike on July 14th. um, And they're basically just asking for, actors to be treated more fairly, you know, get better residuals and make sure that there were provisions on AI usage in the industry. And after 118 days of picket lines and negotiations, the strike ended on November 9th with demands being met.
2: This was a huge success. Um, Similar to the UAW, United Auto Workers, uh, strikes that or even more recent. There are still many ongoing fights, though, such as Starbucks United, as well as uh, Trader Joe's United. Um, TJ's United was founded in 2022 with inspiration to organize from Starbucks, Apple, and REI. And as of now, there are four more unionized stores in Minnesota, Kentucky, Massachusetts, and California.
0: So TJ's United was created because workers felt that there was kind of a divide between the trader's image and the way that workers are treated when the customers are gone. There were concerns that working there was physically and emotionally strenuous and the workplace injury there, um, the workplace injury rate among supermarket workers is 75% higher than the national average, which is absolutely crazy and also Trader Joe's benefits are no longer good or livable. People used to only need to work 20 hours a week there for healthcare ho- coverage and had 15% of earnings go into retirement, but this is no longer the case.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, workers now must be in the clock 28 hours a week to qualify for healthcare coverage, and they no longer get anything put into, re- into retirement whatsoever. It's not based on like hours or anything. Long-time employees may even make less than new ones which is absolutely crazy to me Um, and teachers united is looking to secure fair treatment um, which is basically includes safe working conditions good benefits coverage a reasonable wage um, and especially no more union busting
2: and this is incredibly stressful. I mean, all power to the workers associated with Trader Joe's United who are keeping this movement going. Um, and now, briefly, before we move into our interview, let's chat about Temple, which is where I go to school now, and has been known for its labor organizing. It's a teachers' union, grad students, and undergraduate students. So Temple's teacher union is known as the Temple Association
0: of University Professionals, or I think it's pronounced TALP? Question mark. Um, it's been certis- certified as the official bargaining agent by the Pennsylvania Labor Relations Board since July 1973, so it's been around for a while. Since then, Taup has negotiated 11 collective bargaining agreements with Temple's administration. That includes salaries, merit pay, benefits, retirement working conditions, and general working rights.
1: Taup's contract guarantees faculty um, participation in formulating university educational policy. It also sets standards and procedures governing tenure and promotion. It does other things like allocating paid leaves for research and study for tenured and untenured faculty, and it helps provide a strong grievance procedure. However, the union's current agreement expired on Sunday, October 15th, and the move to the negoti- in the move to the negotiating table comes after Taup declined the university's offer of an 18th month 18-month extension to the current agreement.
2: Yeah, so the 18-month extension proposed by Temple would have provided TALP uh, members with guaranteed salary increases effective July 1st in 2023 and kept benefits constant. Um, this extension was offered by the university so that both parties could focus on crit- critical and mutually identified issues while still providing TALP members with an immediate raise. Uh the union stated that they would provide a counterproposal, but did not do so before rejecting the extension.
0: From the university's perspective, one of the key factors that will play a role in the negotiations is Temple's operating budget, which is driven almost entirely by tuition revenue. Since the fiscal year of 2021, Temple has reduced expensive by $170 million, with an average cut of more than $42 million per year. This has largely been done by reducing administrative budgets, which includes those in schools and colleges, eliminating vacant positions, and holding certain non-bargaining salaries flat.
1: Right now, um, Temple's budget is facing the additional stress of an uncertain Commonwealth appropriation, together with inflation, and a decrease in enrollment. As a result of those factors, um, this current fiscal year they began this current fiscal year with a projected 90 million budget deficit and has since reduced that shortfall by two-thirds due largely to the elimination of about 140 administrative staff vacancies therefore there have been a lot of concerns about job security within town
2: and the union is asking temple for wage increases but has not publicly disclosed the request amounts it also wants an array of new benefits, including 15 days for all employees covered by the contract and bereavement leave that lasts up to 10 days, depending on the employee's relationship with the deceased. The unit also wants more bereavement time for employees who need to travel internationally. Additionally, um, TALP is asking for a new harassment protections, enrollment and septic keys advantage program, which provides employees with monthly transportation passes, which living in Philly, we you know how important that is, and access to designated location, I mean, lactation spaces in all campus buildings.
0: So TAUP ratified its current contract in 2019. It included annual 3% raises, new healthcare benefits, and changed how student evaluations of professors are used. Now, as Mallard just mentioned, the union wants greater job security for university staff. TAUP President Jeffrey Doshna said that 19 full-time employees lost their jobs last year and others received shorter contracts.
1: On Tuesday, October 10th, TAUP actually held a peaceful pro- protest to kind of like, demand their changes be met. Um, But unfortunately, the status of the current
2: contract is unknown. And also on Temple's campus is the Temple University's Graduate Students Association, or TUGSA, Hope I'm saying that right. And in early 2023, a highly publicized series of events happened. TUGSA hosted a six-week-long strike in response to unfair pay and treatment of the grad workers. This ended up being very successful. The new agreement, which the union called the most robust in its history, will be in effect until 2026.
0: Members of TUGSA voted 344 to 8 to approve the university's March offer. This new contract will raise minimum pay for graduate student workers to $24,000 effective immediately and $27,000 by 2026. The prior month's rejected agreements would have raised pay to less than $24,000 total. While the accepted deal exceeds that, TUGSA had originally sought $32,800. Graduate students will also get a $500 one-time payment. prior month's rejected agreement would have provided a thousand.
1: The university is also um, going to start paying 25% of health insurance premiums for graduate student workers' dependents. And they already pay the full premium premiums for the workers themselves, um, but nothing for dependents, so this is good. The prior month's rejected agreement didn't include any subsidy for these workers' children, even though more affordable health care for dependents was one of the immediate core demands in the strike, alongside things like higher pay and increased parental leave. Graduate student workers will also receive, among other things, I think 21 paid days of parental leave, up from five in the current contract.
2: The university is also restoring the tuition remission and yanked from strikers after restoring their health care coverage. Temple had had withdrawn free tuition from the strikers, which... Hmm. Uh, while well, giving them a month to pay in full or face a late fee and financial hold that would bar them from registering for more classes. Uh, union leaders at the university has also been deactivating the healthcare accounts of striking students. While these are concerning to hear, we're proud of TUXA for pushing through and passing this contract.
0: Finally, there is the Temple Undergrad Workers Union, whose core values are solidarity, not charity slash independence, and non-exclusionism. Tuwok is working towards a $15 minimum wage at Temple, which is a wage that is currently barely even livable. However, Temple is still paying an even lower rate at $7.25. Tuwok is working towards establishing a collective bargaining agreement with Temple that brings health insurance subsidies down from $459 a month to $200 a month, which would be affordable with the $15 minimum wage. Additionally, Tuwok wants to make the health insurance application process much simpler. By providing the application at the time of hiring and giving students the option to take the payment out of their wages, it would dramatically lessen the confusion of the current system. Currently, workers have to contact the insurance company Blue Cross directly and pay them monthly.
1: To combat unequal wages for the same position, a gender pay gap among undergraduate workers at the university and raises, workers demand absolute transparency in the workplace. Transparency will really benefit current undergraduate workers as well as prospective ones, um, really just giving them the tools necessary to demand equality in their working lives.
2: And also, um, although Temple University caps the amount of hours to walk and take on, oftentimes 20 hours per week is not even enough to accomplish the jobs that they give them. So they plan to establish overtime pay at a rate of 1.5 times regular rate for a minimum of $22.50 an hour because of the first demand in their platform. Um, and to ensure that workers are fairly compensated for their time or to not make the work above and beyond the capital of being fully able to report it, while well, not being able, fully able to report it.
0: Now we're interviewing Adrian Van Voris from the Temple Undergrad Workers Union to get more insight into why this movement is so important and how young people can pioneer this change. Hi Adrian, thank you so much for taking the time to hop onto the Civic Circle today. Would you just mind introducing yourself and your role with the Temple Undergrad
3: Workers Union today? Of course. Uh, my name is Adrienne, um, and I. we don't actually have roles at the Temple Undergraduate Workers Union. We kind of do committees that we jump on and off of as people have time, but I'm on the steering committee, which is the like main top organizing group. I've been involved uh, since it was founded a year ago, um, though I was much less involved at that
2: point. Yeah, that's basically it. That's good. Sounds good. Um. So when we're talking about the undergrad union, what is the main mission of it and what kind of impact do you hope to make?
3: So Temple is made up of 11 unions, meaning that almost every employee who is not an undergraduate or like upper, upper level administration uh, can join a union. But there are 4,000 student workers and we don't have access to one. Um, I'm not as worried about the upper, upper administration not having one personally, but without student workers, no part of Temple University functions, not the dorms, the library, the offices, the classes. And we did uh, some basic polling, got out to um, a couple hundred students and found that most of those people make $10 an hour or less. And as we're turning more to stipend-based, more of those people are getting well below minimum wage if you add up their hours. Uh, No health care, no benefits, no guaranteed continual jobs and incredibly little transparency in the job application process. So right now we we don't have a union yet because you need to uh, have a certain amount of people involved first, uh, either a wall-to-wall union or pretty good penetration in one workplace. Uh, so we're getting to that point right now, and then hopefully we can become a legal union after that. That's really interesting to hear and mm-hmm. really awesome to hear about all the work that you're doing.
0: How has the work of TAUP and TUGSA guided you with organizing the Thunder Red Workers
3: Union? Yeah, um, so I learned recently that they prefer TAUP, which is interesting. I did not know that before. But TAUP and TUGZA, we are pretty intimately involved with. Um, TUGSA had a major strike last semester, and we were pretty involved in getting the undergrads organized there. But it's been just amazing the level of solidarity and support that TAUP and TUGZA have offered us. Um, if it wasn't for especially members of TUGSA, Tuac would not exist. Like, absolutely no chance. But on that strike in the spring, there were 700 teaching and research assistants that went on strike for a full six weeks. Um, And in that time, Temple threatened to do things like cut their health insurance and hired hundreds of underqualified scabs. And when Tugsa won, getting an $8,000 raise, cheaper health care, better leave, um, that was fantastic. But All of the members of TUGSA that I knew, they weren't doing it for their benefit. When you talk to them, especially the higher level leadership, they're doing it for future Temple grad students so that they can support themselves and their families. With such a high turnover rate in grad unions, you very rarely see the work that you're doing come to fruition. It's always years down the road. It's always people that come later. I find that especially inspiring because in undergrad, that turnover rate is even more difficult. A lot of people don't even get student worker jobs until their second year. And by then they have to get involved. Then they have to like try to organize. And by the time you've done anything at all, you're gone. But seeing Tugza, especially having that, that motivation for the future is very useful in our movement too.
2: Exactly. I think that's probably one of the most admirable parts of the movement is working towards the future. Um, and so to ask you a question, um, how's your perception or opinion of, of institutions of higher education evolved since getting involved with DUAP? Um,
3: it's, it's easy to be disillusioned by any movement. I'm sure you hear that all the time talking to ASP, talk, talking to activists. It, it feels like you never get a win. And even when you do, it's not enough. But I would say that academia being in a continual state of crisis for the last 15 years doesn't make that easier. It feels like not only are your la- not only is the labor movement facing all these barriers, but the industry itself is. And I, I certainly have less rosy ideas about the inherent goodness of institutions of education than I did a few years ago. But what I found is that I still love the people in those institutions. And maybe it's because I'm one of those freaks who thinks that school is just like the best thing ever. Give me more essays. But I I think there's something so beautiful about undergrads and grad students and professors and librarians who spend all of their time trying to understand things on a theoretical level and who can be such ideologues, still wanting to get organized, still wanting to get their hands dirty, still wanting to compromise and work with other people. I think people would be surprised that those types of individuals are creating this this hotbed for tangible and important organizing. But it's there. And once you're involved in it, it's, it's wonderful to see. So it's, it's been a bit of an up and down in terms of how I view higher education, but I've always viewed the people in it as the molten core. And I I think that's what I need to focus on to keep going.
0: Yeah, for sure, and that's a really, really insightful answer. Speaking about your view on higher education, do you or Tuwaq have any opinions on what Temple should do for the search for the next president?
3: I think everyone has opinions. Uh, we've been we've been through a lot. What is it? Three presidents in a year and a half. I think that's what we're at, um, and looking for a fourth. But it it was so. Obviously upsetting for many reasons, but incredibly upsetting when Joanne Epps died, obviously because it was tragic, but also because she was such an incredible fit. I know she was interim, but she was exactly what we were looking for. Someone established, someone who knows education and is willing to work with people and worked her way up by having personal relationships with other educators it's so it's so tiring dealing with upper administration that treat the university as just a pool of money to invest in rather than students and employees that need and deserve care. And with uh, TAUP, I keep wanting to say TAUP, uh, with TAUP negotiations ramping up, we also need someone who's aware of who professors and librarians are. Um, and that their professions worth valuing, that they're not something that can be thrown away. I hope we get someone who's willing to at least come to any future negotiation tables because we haven't had that for a while.
2: I agree. I mean, as a Temple student, I am a little worried and scared of what an next president could be like. Of course, i want someone mm-hmm. who values education. Um, but for you, a part of this movement, um, why is it so important for you to be a part of it?
3: This is a little embarrassing, but at first it was just something to do. I had a few friends in it. I didn't feel like I'd found the place for me at school. So much of my time was like, I mean, I I had friends, but it wasn't like through an organization. So it was school and work and that's about it. But I joined Tuwok as an alternative to all of those things I was already doing the instant I was here and hearing other people's stories and noticing the similarities in my own, I could not leave. I I actually, I want to talk a little bit about one of the jobs that I have. I'm not going to give too many details because that might not go well, but I teach a class on campus and it's basically TA. I do all of the grading. I teach every class, all the PowerPoints, figuring out all of the planning, I teach the class. I did this last fall and this fall. And last fall, I made $10 an hour for five hours a week. That was less work than I was doing. But 50 hours a week, I couldn't be too angry at it. I sign up to do the same position with even less oversight. And I'm told uh, that for 14 weeks of teaching a class, And grading, I will only be making four hundred dollars. Yeah, four hundred dollars. And this move towards stipends, um, and especially towards giving undergraduate students work that would otherwise go to a full time salaried staff member, is so upsetting. Actually, I have I have two campus jobs, and both of them fit that description. I think that. One of the main issues that we're facing is there are people at Temple, both students and staff, who believe that especially the quote-unquote prestigious student worker positions, mostly teaching and research, are resume candy, a a tasty little morsel that you can put on. And it's, it's wonderful if it gets paid, but it doesn't matter if it doesn't. And I don't think that's how we should be approaching this. Temple is not, has never been, and should not be for upper-middle-class suburbanites who can afford to work for any pay. This is a working-class school, and work should be paid. We are grown adults providing a service that would otherwise be filled by a salaried worker. We shouldn't be treated like hiring us at any price is a favor and i could tell i could tell so many stories everyone who's involved in tuwalk has a story like that about their work being undervalued underpaid and doing so at the expense of what would be full time workers we are replacing good long term jobs i think it's it's incredibly important to think about this if we're ever going to create a truly working class university that serves a diverse range of people.
0: For sure. And you're very well spoken. I don't know if anyone has told you that, but that was really powerful. Thank you. Um <laughs> and yeah, I understand just joining things like fine community. And I'm really glad that you've kind of found that sense with two walk. Our last question for you is what is our your message to young people who don't know a lot about labor organizing but want
3: to get involved. I would say that this is the best time to possibly get involved. Uh, The labor movement is at its highest approval rating since 1965. There have been so many historic wins in just the last couple of years. The Screen Actors Guild, Writers Guild, uh, United Auto Workers, um, Amazon, Starbucks, Trader Joe's are all ramping up and are not facing as much backlash as they would have even 20 years ago. So I think that this is the time to be involved both in the ideological landscape of the US um, and like the wins that people are getting, but also uh, the economic state means that workers have a unique amount of power right now. The unemployment rate is at a 50-year low. And that means that there are all of these open jobs that need to be filled, which gives workers more leverage than they would have otherwise had. This is not to say the cost of living is better than, it, than it's ever been. This is not to say that we are in a good economic state. I'm not saying that. Only that in this particular way, in terms of labor organizing, workers have more power over institutions than they have for many, many years. And I would also say that as someone who maybe a little bit identifies as the ideologue that I mentioned earlier in the university, I can be very idealistic. I can be very attached to values that don't always mirror directly onto real-life organizing. It's still so fulfilling to see even these tiny wins. I know i've I've talked today about how it's frustrating and exhausting, and that's true. It is, but I also find so much hope and so much joy in doing this work. And I think that a lot of young people would too. I think that there's such ripe grounds in labor organizing right now for young people that want to be involved.
2: I agree, and that's great advice. um so. Thank you so much for speaking with us, Adrian. and thank you. wish you and the rest of the Temple Unions the best of luck. Yeah, thanks. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Adrian, for taking the time to hop in the Civic Circle and to empower young people to make a change. Your voice is so important, and we wish the Temple Undergrad Workers Union great success in their organizing.
1: We hope 2024 is a year of success for unions and organizers worldwide. Power to the people, and we'll see you next year. Thank you for listening to The Civic Circle, a podcast by the Bucks County Beacon. I've been your co host Alexandra, Sarah, and Mallory.
2: The music is Bet On It by Silent Partner. For more progressive insight and analysis from Bucks County, Pennsylvania, go to www.buckscountybeacon.com.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate us and leave a review.
0: Subscribe to get updates on our next episodes. Follow at Bucks on Twitter for updates.